Well, welcome to episode 172. Tom Harper is here. Hi, I'm like a special guest now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. It's a, I think it's been like a year and a half or two years since we've had you back. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, there's a different president. There was no pandemic the last time you were on the the podcast. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. That, that, that's it. It's, well, when you put it that way. When you put it that way. Whoa. So on this episode, we're obviously going to share each other's thoughts on Snyder Cut. I'm going to have to ace out here in about 20 minutes or so. Um, so if you hear some things going over the PA or the bell going off, just know I am podcasting at school. So that's that's how much I love Snyder Cut. That's dedication. So, um, but since you've already heard what we've had to say, myself and Kyle on the last episode of Shanlin on Batman, definitely curious what Tom Harper at ba- Batman Base Lap, um, says or had or his thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League. I was more than pleasantly surprised when I watched the film. Um, I watched it like two and a half times, I guess. Uh, the first time I watched it, I was at work and I was actually working because HBO Max has a sweet download feature. So you can download it, watch it offline. I don't have service at work or Wi-Fi. So I watched it on that, but, uh, it was awesome. So I didn't really get to take in. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as the movie started and I started seeing how many, I mean, obviously it was four hours long. So I was like, wow, there's a lot of extra stuff here. But as soon as I started seeing the capacity of how much new stuff was there, I was like, ah, there's no way I'm going to like be able to watch this. So my first viewing was almost like a listening almost, which was kind of sweet because of the score. That was almost mm-hmm. like within like within minutes. It, that was the first thing that I noticed was like, oh, all of this music is different. So and I and for the better, like that, the the way that the music affected what was happening on the screen, just, it was just leaps and bounds compared to the, the justice league. I think that's what everyone's calling it. And, uh, so the, the listening and like, I got to hear all the dialogue changes and stuff. And I mean, in between what I was doing, I was definitely walking over to my phone, which I was watching it on. Like I was walking over to my phone and checking it out. And the first thing I noticed when I actually got to like watch it for a second, even on the phone was the, the, the color saturation, just like the, the night and day between it. And like, it's a dark movie, but it doesn't have to be two colors of or three colors of black, brown, and dark red. Like that's what we got in the first. And like this has like definition to it, and it just has like a good warm feeling to it. You see a lot of things that pop on screen now that just just fell in the in the the red wash or the the gray wash that was over the. Just Joss Whedon's movie, but 
I mean, overall, I'm, I mean, it fixed the pacing of the pacing's completely, it's not an issue anymore. It was a four hour sit and it was like, unless you really had to go to the bathroom, it's a really easy sit. Mm -hmm. It just, you feel everything, everything's explained. There's no more like, well, why did this happen? And where did that come from? And when did they decide? And how did they know he was like, you know, like everything's just, it's fixed. I mean, I know I'm late to the race on talking about it, but. What, I mean, what, do, you, do you have a favorite scene or moment or line from the movie? Um, no. I mean, it was favorite scenes really hard. I had I have a collection of favorite. You guys did like a top three scenes or something. Like, I really loved. Uh, I really loved when when Barry saved Iris. Like. That was awesome. That was incredible. And then the, and like, they took away all the stupid joke, like most of all the stupid jokes, but like, he grabs that hot dog and slides it in his pocket. Like, that's, that's the joke. You don't like him talking about brunch for like five minutes? Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what do we do with brunch? Why is it always a food thing with Joss Whedon? Good call. Uh, and then, as we just seen with that Suicide Squad trailer, it's it's all shit stuck on your shoes with James Gunn. But, um, <laughs> but like that that was a really great scene. You got to see you get to see like it put into perspective. I mean, more than Barry's father's in jail for something he didn't do. Like, obviously that sucks, but that's not really something that's really humanizing. Like, we don't all have that. Like, I don't know anybody who's been wrongfully put in jail and you know what I mean? Like, that's like, it's not, I mean, it's definitely like something that's sad and, but who, who the fuck can relate to that? But like him in love with this girl that he doesn't know. And then like, he has to save her and he's like, well, this fucking ruins it basically. Like I can't, that was a great scene. Um, the extended bank scene with wonder woman was incredible. Uh, talk about teary-eyed when the girl looked up at her on her knees and said, can I be you when I grow up? And she says, you can be anything you want to be. That was just, wow. That was great. And then the Alfred and Batman scene with where they're, where he's talking about, like, are you sure this is like, what are you sure that you're, you can do this? Are you going to do this? And, I, that was really powerful. And then the entire hour and a half cyborg movie that appeared inside of this movie is definitely, I mean, that's, that's something to talk about all on its own. Right. I mean, and then of course the nightmare scene and all the stuff that, I mean, I just, all the little Easter eggs and that from, uh, from, like dead Kilowog to uh, freaking the ripped up Joker card, the truce Bruce card being ripped up, flying through like Wonder Woman's friggin' uh, shield in the rubble. He's on top of Wayne Manor, like the picture of Thomas Wayne. Like there's a lot going on in that nightmare scene mm-hmm. that from my understanding was all reshoots, right? I think it was like, I think it was like, uh, pickups or like added on posts. Oh, right, right, yeah, but like, because like the Joker stuff, I, from what I understood, was that was the only thing that he'd really written that wasn't originally 
the the plan, like the idea mm. for the film. I just, I mean, and I'm sure I miss some other stuff and whatnot, but like those, those, that stuff really stuck out to me. But I mean, that the whole, like I said, the whole hour and a half movie about cyborg that's stuffed inside of this movie, just wow. Like they took a character from having like 10 minutes of screen time. And his biggest part was basically saying booyah to a whole movie about how important this was and like humanizing Mm -hmm. him and like make you like he had some big breakthroughs and made some big decisions, you know? And wow. Like just wow. And all the Superman stuff, all the Superman stuff just made that character look so much it just put it into so much of a perspective how important he was to the whole league in the world. Mm-hmm. All, it's just, it was such a better movie overall. I mean, obviously it's four hours. He had all the time in the world to do what he wanted to do, but like, why aren't we funding this? Why <laughs> what are we doing, man? Like, I mean, I know people that made decisions that inevitably gave us this, the first the first film was, I mean, it was out of people's hands. It was, it was, a, it was in other people's hands, but I kind of think this proves maybe we should let these dudes that are like into this world, take control of these worlds and do what they need to do with them. Cause you mean, you mean when you hire someone, you let them do what they're hired for. <laughs> if this would have happened in 2017, what do you think? If we would have got this film in 2017, I mean, what do you think the wonder woman, what do you, do you think wonder woman 84 would have looked like that? Like, do you think, no, I don't think I so. Mean, I mean, Aquaman's a, a billion dollar fucking franchise, but like that would even look different. I'm sure. Like it, if this would have happened in 2017, the DC universe or multiverse as it is now, I think everything would be completely different. You think that Suicide Squad film would have looked like that? If this um, came out in 2017? I, like, I don't know. I just know that, that if that movie came out before Infinity War, you know, that movie there'd be a lot more respect given to these dc characters right yeah because this movie was supposed to come out in 2017 which was before avengers infinity war and that movie was such a colossal hit a cultural phenomenon um you know, like, and now we kind of see like how this, I mean, Leslie, Leslie Jones was live tweeting. Right. I mean, Brad Paisley last night on Twitter, like the country singer, Brad Paisley said, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Like, like this, this movie, this, this movie's become this cultural phenom that we can't, like you can't, you can't, you know, just write this movement. You can't just write, write this film off. You can't just write what was put, you know, all the time worked into. Like I, I definitely think that Zach should come back for, you know, you know that nightmare movie, like Justice League, you know, nightmare. You know, that'd be like a cool title for it, where it's like off in this other. But I, like I said, I just think like this film coming out in 2017, like this version of it. I mean, I don't think the four hour version would have been seen in theaters. I think they, I think they would have to come up with like a three or three hour, 15 minute, three hour and 15 minute movie. I don't think 
like how long was Endgame? Like three hours? Like three hours? Endgame was over three hours. I think it was like three ten or something like that. Somewhere I was around to it. So like I like I like what we got was like a feast. Like it was like a Thanksgiving feast. Like you had this, you had this. Then like like at like the end. (laughs) What are you doing, Kyle? Stretch out. Um, you, Tom, you mentioned something about the music when you heard that, that guitar riff, like in that sequence where they're like, uh, where like the, like they're underneath the Harbor. Like what were your thoughts on that? When you heard that that guitar riff? I mean, it was, it was just good. Uh, It is as, like I said, within minutes, of like my first viewing was like a listening almost within minutes i was like oh this is all different and by the time it was like picked up hot and heavy like that i was definitely like i was definitely zoned into the music quite a bit and i mean i'm a i'm a rocker anyways so like when anytime you put in like some heavy guitars like i mean like that mad max soundtrack like oh my god like it was it was the same thing it was straight bb you know <laughs> just straight bb as soon as i heard that it, it, i hands off to i mean hats off to junkie xl for the uh for the awesome score there that was mm-hmm. that was incredible like that's what that's what works so much better in this film is that score because you mentioned the the bank heist or whatever, whatever that heist, I don't, were yeah, they in a it, it, terrorist attack, really. They just want to blow up four square blocks of London is what he says. The music in that justice league version yeah. doesn't fit that sequence, but the music no. in this, like, it just feels like of the piece. Yeah. Definitely. So that's what, that's what like I enjoyed so much about this. Like I enjoyed those moments and the cyborg movie was the emotional anchor of this film. Bro, the way I'm sorry, but the way when uh when Superman first shows up instead of the cheesy ass like uh, I believe in justice line or whatever standing behind him like he actually saves Cyborg and like mm-hmm. sub zeros the fucking the uh, axe and shit. You but, said sub zeros? Yeah. Sub zero takes he freezes the gun and then rips his arms off. I mean he basically does, but uh. But when he freezes that axe and like the Superman theme just starts to come in with the music right when that happens, like, like, wow. Like, yeah. Thought, like, the thought that went into that scores. Yeah. And I like, I like the line, the line's better too. Not impressed. Not, yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. just like beats the crap out of him. Like, if you watch it again, notice that every time that Shot Superman. Wave. Punches Steppenwolf like he loses pieces of his armor. Mm -hmm. His armor's flying. There's the little shock waves going off, like Mm -hmm. in the beginning when he screams and the shock wave. Like Superman's pissed. He's got that black suit on. He's absorbed all the energy from the sun. It's the revival suit. Like that, that man. And like we got to see the, we got to see the. uh, I always wanted to see it. I don't know why I always wanted to see it, but was. Uh, we got to see it in the trailers, I believe, when he when uh, Alfred says, "Oh, good, you're here. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you're not too late." Like you actually got to see that, and it kind of 
I mean, it didn't really do anything, but it was aesthetically pleasing. Just like, mm-hmm. all, it's, right, it's all like, right, here's the boy. We never like, knew we right. needed Superman and Alfred to have a scene together, but I'm glad we got it. Right. Exactly. Wait, yeah. Master Kent, like that was awesome. That was very cool. Uh, one of your favorite scenes that I was a fan of, uh, this is Alfred. I work for him. Like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, that's so great. Like, uh, but, but if we look at that line too, it's like, it's, it's not like, like, you know how Zack Snyder really like puts emphasis on like, n- nothing's just like a thrown away thing. Right. So like when he says I work for him, to me, it means like he, he still, is out there as Batman and Bruce Wayne to make sure that Alfred is taken care of. Like Alfred is safe. I look at it kind of like, uh, I work for him. Like that's the only father he's ever had really. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I, I work for him. That's my, that's my guy. Like I make him proud. I do my mm-hmm. work to make him proud, to keep mm-hmm. him happy, to keep him healthy. Like that's yeah, definitely. And so the only scene, the only thing that I really, really missed from, uh, from the Justice League was the uh, the Russian family. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> was the scene where uh, where Flat when they first go in, Flash is just really confused. He's just like caught up in the moment, and he's like, "You know, we got to save these people." And he's like, "Wait, like, what do you? How? Like, what do I do?" And I, I believe it's Bruce. He just he says, "Just save one person." just save one person. And then like that sparks the, like that was the only thing that I like really truly was like, you know what? They could use that somewhere in there. That's, that was still like really good. It pulled you in, you know? Yeah. That, um, that was probably the best line from justice league. If yeah. I had to pick one, I get why it's not here just cause like the actual characterization of flash is a little different. So it, mm-hmm probably wouldn't fit in well but yeah that that was a nice moment and plus and plus bruce is like super like bloated in that sequence whereas <laughs> when zach shot it he was like very very like you know like in shape so Solid, yeah the only one like i said the only thing that i miss is when you know he's talking to arthur in like wherever he's at alaska antarctica wherever um oh that's not how it goes (laughs) yeah he's like that's that's not the that's not the line that's the opposite of the exact it takes a village to yeah whatever yeah uh i missed that part what did you got what did you i'm gonna have to take off here in about two minutes but what tom what did you think of the sequence where barry is going back in time and you hear that guitar play and then that motion. Hmm. That whole scene's a freaking tearjerker. Like he's, I was the best, I was, I was on the best of the best. Like that whole thing, like, like the, the, the music in that movie just, it, it goes with what's on screen, just that hand in hand. It's, it's, (laughs) it adds to Without that score, it'd be an entirely different film, honestly. Like that, I mean, obviously, all scores are written for that film, but mm-hmm. you know, like, we... uh, it's the word I'm looking There's a real relationship between composer and director there. Like, you can tell. You can really tell. And there's four and, hours of music. <laughs> there's four hours of music, too. And I mean, in, in Junkie XL's. 
one of my favorites in the game as far as like modern composing. Like we don't have the 300 piece orchestras and stuff. We got four drummers and a dude hitting trash cans with baseball bat. Like that's awesome. Like I'm really into this new modern composing. Like I think like Trent Reznor really helped start kick it off back in the day. Like go back and listen to those resident evil films that he scored. Whoa. Yeah. I think it was where he did the Resident Evils, right? Am I talking out of my ass right now? I am not sure. I think so. But uh but I just that whole I gotta break my rule, I have to turn back time, like that just that alone, like and you brought up I you like we you hope we get like a nightmare uh like film or something like that um i would be i would even be okay with uh a freaking nightmare animated series oh that could work. i mean like any of this as an animated series could be i mean not easy but it definitely wouldn't cost as much as uh live action <laughs> film with ben affleck and you know all these superstars yeah, for sure i'm looking to see if he has i'm not seeing it though what's that if tret Reznor did resident evil yeah i'm probably thinking of a different movie right now that's all right though nope <laughs> resident evil 2002 written by trent Reznor. yeah okay at least i'm not at least i have know what i'm talking about <laughs> there we go <clears throat> Are you talking about the game or the movie? Movie. It says Marco Beltrami and Marilyn Manson from IMBD. Hmm. We're gonna have to have a whole other episode on this. Yeah, we <laughs> lowered the film. What? Go. Who? <laughs> what about what? Okay, so you told me that you. Kyle rewatched the film since you recorded with Mark yep. last. And what was that now? So they released another version of the movie, which is the black and white edition. So that's the version I watched for my second viewing. And it was interesting. Like I would say that it, it works pretty well in black and white. Just because I think part of it is because the movie is already so dark as it is. That just you know, just kind of embracing that actually worked out pretty well. You can actually see quite a few details that were almost missed uh, the first time through. That's interesting. <laughs> like, I, I, so I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it for like a first time viewing, but it's it's not bad for people that like that style that's of movie. Fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I've never really watched films in black and white that weren't shot that way. I guess I don't. But I could definitely see it adding something to it. Um, so after the second viewing, did you what was there? What else did you pull from that that maybe you didn't catch in the first viewing? I I don't know if I'd say I caught any details. Well, okay, actually no, I I did catch a detail. So this was something that me and Justin were actually talking about in our previous podcast. It was like what what was Steppenwolf's motivation. Why Why was he considered a traitor or something like that, right? Because that loser couldn't even conquer 100,000 worlds. <laughs> but I, I did catch a line when he was talking to Desaad, I think the first mm -hmm. time or second time, something like that, where he's where Desaad says that he betrayed Darkseid, and Steppenwolf says, 
something like I I did what I did to protect the throne, right? Because the son was like saying something about how he killed people. So like apparently there was like a like an uprising, or there were other traitors, and then Steppenwolf killed those other people. But was Mark a traitor himself for doing so? It, it was kind of confusing. Because I'm like, yeah. Because I'm like, if there was like a plot to like overthrow Darkseid and you stopped it, why does that make you a traitor? Why does that make you? Yeah, exactly. Like, so was, like, was, a little was weird. I wish double they, agent. Like, yeah, like I like I wish it was explained more than just like one line wow. that kind of just comes and goes really fast. But right, that, that was something I caught. I, I I still feel like the motivations. Should have been a bit, a bit clearer, especially considering we had four hours to establish the villain. <laughs> right. Yeah, I definitely was Steppenwolf. the The armor was huge. The the oh, like the oh, adaptive yeah. armor that when he was on Themyscira fighting the Amazonians, like when he was filled with arrows and he just did that flex, and they all just snapped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just whoa! That oh, was man. And then, uh, like, when Darkseid shows up for that first time when he's talking with Desaad, and uh, he drops to his knees and, like, his armor instantly, like, yeah. from head down to his chest, like, 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 like a dog, you know, just, like, bowing in respect and being vulnerable. I, I, that adaptive armor was very, very cool. Yeah, that was definitely the best thing they did for, for changing Steppenwolf up. He went from looking like a naked mole rat to looking like a menacing villain. He went. He went from like a timid goat guy to this actually intimidating, brutish alien. Yeah, and like I didn't hate the Desaad stuff, but it really felt like high schooly, like high school senior to a freshman, like. <laughs> And I made sure that he knew you messed up. And because you messed up, you have to live there. And I get to live here where we're special. Like, it was just like, okay. Yeah, side, side, side's favorite henchman. <laughs> Basically, it was, yeah. <laughs> but I, the, I actually really liked the sod. I, I thought, I, I don't know who voiced him, but I thought his voice actor was phenomenal for the, for the role. Yeah, I, it was, it definitely helped. I mean, obviously, it helps like give us the motivation for what was actually going on, like the uh, crap. Of course, uh, I'm blanking. What's the what's the sequence that they're that Dark Side's looking for? The anti life anti life equation. Anti life equation. Like, was that even in the Justice League movie? No. So, yeah. So pretty much all references to Dark Side and the anti life equation just were not in that version. Of the movie on like steppenwolf was just like oh, i want mother boxes like and that was it right and that, like that definitely kind of goes to uh, the general feelings that you can tell the executives had at the time where they're yeah. like yeah any of the stuff that was like gonna be setting up justice league part two just just take that shit out <laughs> true we don't need people getting super hump pumped up for another justice league if you know this one is just gonna be it for the most part yeah. Yeah, I I mean I I like like everybody else I hope that there's some sort of sequel that comes out of this but I mean I don't know a lot went on 
behind the scenes with, I mean, not only the, the, the tragedy that struck with Snyder's family, but stuff that happened with him in the studio and, you know, stuff like that. Right. So I, oh, yeah, I mean, that's, does, that's the thing. Does like, even, even if, you know, we did get this version and, a lot of work has been done to like rectify the situation. There's still a lot of the history there. Like there, he was still right. <laughs> basically thrown out on the street and had his name soiled because of some of the decisions that they were making. So it's like, yeah, yeah. If he just if if Snyder was just like, you know what, I'm gonna just go make my Netflix series and I'm gonna live a happy life. I, you know, I wouldn't blame him too much. But now, now that we've means- now that we've seen this version of the movie, it would be a shame almost a crime if we don't get more of it it would it would be a shame and the other thing is what about these actors that are currently seem to not be tied to the dcu anymore you know like the it's there's been a lot of henry cavill stuff going on and i'm not read up on all of it so i i don't really I don't want to speak out of turn about that, but I mean, it's pretty much been made public fact that Affleck doesn't really care. He doesn't want to, mm-hmm. he's got other stuff to do. He doesn't want to like, you think Zach can pull him out of that and say like, Hey, look, man, we did something really cool. Like we could like, do you see him? And like, I mean, right. sure, like, does, does he, does Ben Affleck have a price tag? Right, right. Does yeah, does Henry Cavill have a price tag? Like obviously Gal Gadot's into Wonder Woman. I believe they're going for the third with with Patty Jenkins, right? They're that's in yeah, the books. Yeah, they they confirmed there's gonna be a third one. Right. So I mean obviously she's around. Uh have they replaced they've replaced they replaced Ezra Miller, correct? I don't think so, no. No, it is still Ezra Miller? I'm pretty sure I, I'm not as tied into all yeah. the goings on as Justin, but as far okay. as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, Ezra Miller is still on board for the the quote unquote Flashpoint, Flashpoint movie, right? Yeah, yeah, the Flashpoint movie, which that there's a lot of really really epic stuff that could happen with this Flashpoint film that's going to come up, uh, and they could really they <laughs> could really that, yeah, like, I know with, we've actually gotten a taste of like what the flash can do in the movies. It's like, okay, all right. Let's, let's yeah. See, let's see what can, he can do. Definitely. And so my, my, my original question that I was getting to was with all these people, like in a, in a, like a limbo for lack of a better term, like in limbo with these characters, like if we do get another one, if recasts have to be done, do you think people are going to take, take that for what it is or are people going to act like babies about it? And this isn't the same because (laughs) there will always be people complaining about every little change, no matter what, even if it's a positive change by the vast majority of people, there's always going to be at least that one guy that's like, "Eh, well, actually, (laughs) yeah, but but here's, here's the thing. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know if I'd say justifiable, but there's, there's a, good amount of reasons why they may have to go that route. Right. And if they're setting up Flashpoint, all of the setup for like really embracing the multiverse. And obviously yeah. with the multiverse, it makes recasts 
an easy thing to actually justify in on the oh, screen. Good call. Okay. Okay. So like yeah, it, yeah, like yeah, if they can't get Ben Affleck back, well, it's a it's a good thing we got this other guy playing Batman over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we'll can get Ben Affleck back. Get Matt Damon. Merge, merge the worlds. Yeah, that would be that's cool. I, that would be a cool take on it for sure. Um, yeah, definitely with the like you said the the way they hit on the multiverse with everything like I I they uh the the dark trio there, Desaad, Dark Side, and Steppenwolf, they talk about a multiverse. Um, definitely in the, the nightmare scene when Joker so you know, I wonder how many universes you've destroyed by being too afraid to die yourself like that. Mm-hmm. It's and I mean, if you break that down more, it's like the Flash has the special armor on and Obviously, the Flash, obviously, all of them are working together, mm. but obviously, the Flash and Bruce have been trying to alter the past to change the future, is what I've gathered out of that. You know, it, it, Flash is using the speed force to, to try to alter what goes on, and it seems like maybe Harley Quinn dying triggers joker into killing lois lane which triggers superman to become bad superman eventually yeah and if you played with that multiverse aspect of it of the flash and bruce trying to alter the past it definitely could leave a lot of doors open to to play with different I mean, different casts different characters I mean, what the vision that is laid out before us seems to be. The thing is, like, we're dealing with a comic book movie, and I think it's it's just a nature of comic books where it's like, yeah, every artist has a different rendition of their the characters. Like, right? Even in you could be reading the same serious the same continuity but you'd have different artists working on it and they'll have their own little different quirks on how they draw the characters you're right so yeah i feel like and as long as people have the right expectations i feel like there shouldn't be any issues with potentially embracing that idea yeah and like i brought up earlier too i i wouldn't be upset with even a animated series potentially of something like this it would be it would be technically cheaper. I mean, I know an- animation's not cheap, but still cheaper than live action and all the CG mm-hmm. and all the... But, I mean, even just to get the story would be incredible because the story that's being set up is... It's definitely one for the books. Like, it's it's potentially one of the best film... Like, stories on film that's been told in a long time, you know? I Yeah. Like Justin said earlier, this came out before Endgame. Could you imagine if this Justice League came out and then Endgame, which I still have not seen all the way through, but still, <laughs> like, could you imagine just pop culture in general, the turn that it would have taken had we have gotten this well, Justice I, League? Imagine if we get like those two super mega blockbuster comic book crossovers in the same year. Yeah, <laughs> it just. Wow. Um, was there anything on that second viewing that you did that you 
maybe seen in you you know i liked that at first but maybe it was just because i was into how new the movie was and now that i'm watching it it's kind of bleh uh i don't know if i'd say there's any like one thing in particular that stood up but i i definitely noticed more of the scenes the littler scenes i was like did we need that in this movie? No. Like, there's a lot of little scenes here and there where it's like, okay, what is the purpose of this scene? Is it is it setting up something later? Is it giving us context for something in particular? And so, there's like, a lot of scenes that are just there for the sake of being cool. Or, like, yes. adding flavor. Like the Martha Manhunter and the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, those, those, those were the biggest ones for me. But, like, there's also, like, a scene earlier where the Rockman leaves and then like the girls are there and they start singing. It's like, okay. That, that one was strange and like the weird clothes smell thing and yeah. they're singing about Balut or whatever. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the that the Manhunter stuff, like we got to see him as general in the past movies and whatnot yeah like don't get me wrong i love martian manhunter and the fact that we have uh like, that's such like a live action version of him is cool it is I just, cool i, I yeah. just wish they actually did more of him in the movie rather than just have him be a cameo like the first yeah, time we see him his, he, his cameo basically undermines a really great martha scene because like you have this awesome scene where where uh martha kent goes to see lois and she, lois is like depressed and she kind of, you know, gives her a prep talk, kind of inspires her to to move on with her life a little bit. And then it's like, oh, nope, that was just Martian Manhunter. Why Why is he the one that's, like, having this really heart-to-heart talk with Lois? I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I would say they've had a kind of friendship. Like, uh, her and the general have had a kind of friendship throughout these movies. Right. But, like, would he be the one that's like, I need to go get Lois out of this depression so she goes back to work. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's a little how strange. Does, how does Martian Manhunter work with, like, hmm, how do I put the, does Martian Manhunter, can he, like, see different outcomes of the future and stuff? Is he, like, does he have, like, I, like that? I, I don't, don't think so. No. So, so there, there's not like a because like when when Flash comes back to Bruce in the Batcave and he's like, it's Lois, she's the key. Shit, am I too early? You know, like right. does he know that she's the key? Is that part of it that like he knows Lois is the key to everything and he's got to keep her morale up? Basically, I don't think he would know that. I, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. Like unless ba- unless Batman's like I need to share this intelligence with the, the U.S. government, <laughs> share it with right. the military. Yeah, <laughs> if you know, Which I don't think he would do. But uh, yeah, those scenes were just they were it was a lot that was a lot of fan service for sure. We could have did without them. I mean, the film definitely could have went from four hours to probably three and not lost yeah. much. Like, I'm looking at the runtime, and I'm like, could we have squeezed this down to three hours? I think we could have got us. I don't know if we could have done three hours, but like three and a quarter, three and a half. Yeah, I think we could have done that. Yeah, definitely. Not that I I want to undermine Zack Snyder's vision. No, I'm I'm not mad about that. I'm just trying to be a little bit more realistic here. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm not mad about the four. And definitely the way that it was broke up into the six chapters. Uh... 
I just gave my parents my HBO Max, and I was like, "You guys have to watch this." And I was like, "And I mean, they're not uh, they're they're much older. I have older parents, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, it's not like they're bad, but it's definitely like a story if you tell them like, "Hey, in the last movie." Batman was worried Superman was a bad guy and then they had to end up fighting a bad guy and they found out he was a good guy and then Superman dies and everybody's sad. That's really the only warm up you need for this movie. And I told him, I said, you know, it's in chapters. There's six chapters and a black screen comes up with a title every chapter. And my suggestion to them was when the black screen comes up with the title, turn it off, watch another one tomorrow. Like it's just really just set up 30, perfectly. 40 minute chokes. I, exactly. I love, the, I love the way that Mark Hughes described it. He was like, it feels like you're actually experiencing Bing. like a, a motion picture comic yep. book volume. Yep. Because he, because you know, like if you buy like a, a trade paperback of a comic, it's essentially just a collection of like six or seven comics in one book. And that's kind of what this movie feels like. It's like this one part feels like it's issue one. It's this a run. Feels like it's issue two. Like, yep, it's a so, run. And, and and yeah, I think Mark also shout out Mark Hughes. Uh, but uh, it's it feels like you're binge watching a sitcom almost. Like it really like a really like an action sitcom. It, it's it, the the pacing the pacing in the 2017 film was so hard. It was just it bounced everywhere. There was no. Like, okay, we're doing this to do this. And because we did this, now we get to do this. And now that we did this, it brings us all to this happy end. It was just like, there's a squirrel. And then we got to do this. And hey, a bicycle. And then we got to do this. And hey, cyborg, booyah. And then we're going to race it. Like, yeah. It, it's a it's a binge watch, and it was such an easy sit. I mean, other than if you want to go to the bathroom or get a smoke break or whatever, it's so easy to just sit. I mean, talk about a friggin' road trip. I'll go on a road trip right now because four hours later I'll be like, oh, we're there? Cool. <laughs> there you go. Just I'm going to throw on the Zack Snyder cut on the road, and uh, we'll be good to go. I mean, <laughs> we can go to Nashville. You can drive for four hours. I'll watch the Snyder cut. I'll be like, sweet, then I'll drive and you can watch the Snyder Cut and we'll both be happy. Exactly. But, I mean, I'm trying to think, uh, is there anything else that maybe you haven't, you forgot to, I mean, there's so many epic scenes and there's so many like so great upon, So upon a second viewing, I, I think I do potentially have a new favorite scene. I, last time I mentioned, I was like, oh, I really like that Flash scene. Where he reverses time at the end, but no, I think yeah. if I had to pick a new favorite scene after the second viewing, it's uh, the flashback where we see the first defense against Darkseid. Yes, with all the like the, the, the uh, we see the Amazonians, the Atlanteans, the Green Lanterns, yeah. and the the right. gods like have a Lord of the Rings esque battle against Darkseid on Earth. So Lord of the Rings, like Game of Thrones, Lord of Rings, like man, yeah, no, I agree. That was great. Like I didn't, and I didn't pick up until my second viewing during that sequence. Like, uh, uh, Darkseid quickly takes out the Lantern, 
And uh, and then the ring hesitates to leave. <laughs> the ring hesitates to go to him. Like, that could have been a situation. And, like, the ring was going to go to him until he gets hit with that arrow, which the same arrow that... <laughs> the same arrow that later lets Diana know that, hey, there's a fucking issue, you know? Yeah. Like, that, was, that was a great line, too, like the light hasn't been lit in a hundred thousand years or whatever they say, you know, hasn't been lit in so many years. How man's not going to know what it means. And she says, yeah, but she will. Like that was pretty great. That was great. Uh, One of my new favorites upon the second viewing was uh, how badass Mira was when defending the cube, the mother box. Uh, she sucks all the water <laughs> out of Darkseid and then starts pulling the blood out of him. Jesus. Like, a, not even, she's not just a waterbender, she's a bloodbender. <laughs> she's bender. a bloodbender, yes. I was just thinking like, <laughs> I mean, whoa, that was, I... I want more of that, please. Aquaman 2 is supposed to be coming out. Can we get a fatality like that, please? That'd be pretty I, cool. Ah, uh, man. So can we, can we I, make this happen? I, I, don't, I don't know if James Wan is doing this. I think James Wan is doing this. Yeah. I, that, that looked like some Mortal Kombat shit we're getting ready to <laughs> see. I cannot wait for that movie, by the way. Um,. I'm just, I'm super pleased with what happened. I never thought we were going to get it, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, Mark Hughes made a really great point last week when he said, like, why wouldn't we get it? It was a free fucking movie. Like, it was a free movie for Warner Brothers. Exactly. They had the footage just chilling in a vault somewhere. And you got to remember, Zack Snyder was not compensated to make this cut of the film. This was like none of like none of this is none of this puts money in Zack Snyder's pocket. It's only putting money in Warner Brothers' pocket and HBO Max. And I mean, HBO Max is what? How much is it a month? Like how many? Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen a month. Like how many people subscribed for a month just to watch this film? Uh, the potential. I mean, even. Even a million people, that's $15 million. I mean, that's chump change to them, but, you know, that's that's a lot of people. That's a lot of that's a lot of generated yeah. money off something that they had collecting dust in a vault somewhere. Yeah, but the important thing to note with, uh, like, these streaming services is they're not... Yeah, the initial bump is, is great, and that's definitely something they want. But, like, right. the, the, the goal is definitely to get long-term subscribers. Right. I, I, feel, I feel like this is a good starting point. It's not only are they getting people in the door, they already have a nice backlog of a lot of DC movies, especially animated ones. There's a lot of animated DC oh, movies on their service. And if you're a fan of other H, uh, other Warner Brothers movies, there's a lot of good stuff coming, especially throughout the entirety of this year. I mean, like, we're, yeah. we're getting the next King Kong movie in like a, a week. Right. And then. It's just going to be like a real, I don't know if I'd say a steady flow, but there's a pretty consistent trickle of movies throughout the rest of the year. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was surprisingly good. <laughs> it looks so good. So good. Um, yeah, I just, 
I, I could go on forever. I mean, we haven't even really, I haven't, I haven't really talked about any of the cyborg stuff, really. Like the, the, the cyborg and Silas Stone stuff is really like, he breaks that recorder and you feel it. You're like, Oh man, like you, you feel bad for you. Like, I really wish you would have listened to what his dad said. You know, I really wish you would have listened to that. And then his dad dies. Mm -hmm. And then he has that breakthrough where he realizes, no man, he wasn't like, he didn't, he sacrificed himself. He superheated this cube so we could, find out where it's at so we can save the world. Like, and then the ending with before the nightmare scene, like when he puts that recorder back together, he puts his hand over it and it just fixes itself basically. Like, <laughs> and you get to hear what he said and like it, the way it weaves through Pa Kent and Jor-El and, and, and Silas Stone, like, that's really captivating. Like it, oh, yeah, that sure. really good work, really great work on pulling all that together. Like, wow, I, I could go on forever about this movie, man. There's really so many great moments to just sprinkle throughout. It's hard to remember all on the on the fly. I, I get that. It is. It but, is. Yeah, like, like in in retrospect, it, it's when you go through the movie even just once, and you're like, wow, they. Uh, they really butchered the scenes involving Cyborg and his father. Like, yeah, was was Silas Stone even in the Justice League? I I, I get no, he was, but like he had I mean, so little kinda. screen time. He so both little screen time. Yeah, and like the way they set up the Adam, that was great. Yeah, that was great. And like I didn't catch that until the second. That was one of those scenes that I really didn't catch the first time I like listened to it, but because I wasn't heavily paying attention. But it was one of those scenes when I first watched it. I was like, "What the fuck is all this for? Like, get rid of this!" And then <laughs> upon the second viewing, I was like, "Oh, wait a second! Now I get it. This is a setup for the Adam, which is awesome." It's funny like, you say that because that was that was Josh Whedon's first reaction too. <laughs> He's like, what is all this bullshit? Just strip, get, get rid of it. Story plots? No. 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 <laughs> did you catch uh did you catch Zack Snyder's cameo? Uh yeah, he was like in the, a shop or something, right? Yeah, he was like in a cafe behind <laughs> Diana. Uh, yeah. Cool. I, I, I didn't was... actually see it in the movie while I was watching it, but I, I think I saw like a screen cap of it somewhere on Twitter. Oh, gotcha! Yeah, that was that was a cool little Easter egg. Just uh, I guess the story behind that was he was working on the storyboard. When they <laughs> yeah, he was just on the film. It's like it's like Inception. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's great. I, I love I love director cameos, and I feel like that's something that should be yeah. in every movie. Yeah, that was cool. Um, let me. Th uh, I mean, all the dark side stuff was really great. Uh, like if I, that, I guess if I had to criticize Dark Side, his motivations are still a little on the generic side. Like we, as the you know DC fans, are aware of like what Dark Side is capable of and like what he does. But if like if you were a new viewer and you just watched this, you would be like, 
okay, Darkseid's just a big evil guy. He wants to do evil things, and he's going to come conquer Earth. You know, it's all right, it's, all right, it's whatever. Right. But, like, he definitely doesn't have the kind of nuance and the kind of motivation set some of these big, major crossover movies kind of demand now that, that now the bar's been set so high. So if we ever did get a Justice League 2 or an animated movie or something, I, I would hope they fleshed out Darkseid's motivations a little bit more, give give him a little bit more personality than he has. Yeah. What did, uh, did you, did you catch the, uh, during the, I guess the nightmare scene stuff, did you catch the, the Omega Beams? Yeah. The, I, love, awesome. I love his Omega Beams. Cool, dude. I've always thought the Omega Beams were awesome, and they put it on film. It made me so happy. <laughs> I mean, even though he was like literally fucking up everybody that was important at the time, it was still awesome. Uh, the way that uh, the way that the Parademons ripped the Atlanteans out of the water and put the uh, yeah, the Starro. The yeah, like but that was that was epic as well. I so much you just like you just said, there's so much to it, so many great things that like just trying to remember it on the like we would have to watch the movie again and take notes on it to like hit on <laughs> Yeah. Never feeling I'd fill up a notebook, so I mean, I mean that's, man. that's the thing with with the runtime that he was given. There's just so much that you can add to it. Like, I, I mean, it's four hours. It's essentially two movies worth of stuff in, in one package, right? Exactly. Yeah, every bit of it. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'm I'm totally pleased. And I think, like, if this was quote-unquote canon, I guess, or whatever, like, this is, I would have to say, it's definitely in the running for the, the the best DC film that's been put out, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean... There's Man a lot of strong Steel, arguments for that. <laughs> there's a lot of strong arguments. Man of Steel was really great, and there's a lot of strong arguments about why it wasn't great, too. But, like, I, this just has... This just has everything. And let's just talk going forward that... The execs, the executives that are at Warner Brothers now, and people that are in charge of stuff that we can't even imagine being in charge of, maybe they see this as a, uh, like we hinted on earlier, like, hey, we hired somebody for a job. Maybe we should just let them do the damn thing and not meddle in it so much. I, I hope this is, uh, I hope this is an awakening to, let these let these directors let, and let these creative people do their thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. a hard concept. It's not not even a, like you would never walk up to a painter on the street and say like that's cool. But if you just take the scissors and cut the first six inches of this print <laughs> off, and yeah, we, take need, it we need to trim like. Like a quarter of all this off, and we're also gonna put a red filter over it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just wrap this in red <laughs> saran wrap real quick. And now it looks perfect. Look at this. Like, yeah. <laughs> producer, like being in the music business, I've dealt with producers. Like 
you write a song and like it's a badass song or whatever and like you've got this it's it's done basically it just needs to be recorded and then you get some asshole producer that's like all right what the song really needs is and he picks up a guitar and he just adds like a to it and he's like i wrote that (laughs) yeah kind of like you just added a little accent to it like just stop just stop with the like we don't oh my god the executives need to quit rearing people like just quit it that's my biggest takeaway from this. Uh, Stop bram people. <laughs> but like, <laughs> hey, let's, let's quit adding guitar slides to everything, man. Like, just let the let the artist artist like let them create, man. Let them be artistic. I hope this is I hope this is an artistic awakening for for these for these films, man. I really do. I really hope I, so. I think it should be known though, like these people, let them be creative as long as they're within their budget. <laughs> if they start really pushing uh, the budget, then maybe you say, hey, we need you to right. slow down here. But that that's yeah. a different matter altogether. <laughs> that's that's a different exactly. That's but that's fair. That's that's definitely like yeah, do your creative self within the the within what you've been given. Definitely. Yep. I, don't don't push your luck I'm, too hard there. Yeah, I'm I'm so pleased with this. I'm I'm so pleased to be talking about it. Uh really happy to be back on the podcast. I know we were kind of waiting Justin out, but he must be having an excellent lunch right now. Give it up for Justin. Yeah, uh how many people have the cojones to be like, I'm in the middle of a podcast. I'm gonna just go take a lunch break. <laughs> take a lunch break. You guys like, have hey, fun. <laughs> How many people have the cojones to be like, hey, I, uh, I, I'm teaching your kids, but uh, I have a Batman podcast to do also. So I need to go, go talk to my buddies about Batman while I'm at work, all right? Uh, he's the best. Uh, <laughs> really great to see you again, man. Like, really, really, I always try to catch your stuff on YouTube when you're on. Definitely give Looting Kyle a, give, give him a follow, give him a like, give him a look wherever you're at. He does some cool shit. And, uh, Justin Shanley and make sure you follow Justin at Shan or uh at what is it? Batman Shanley. Uh, Batman, yeah, because it's it looks like Batman's Hanley and yeah. <laughs> yeah, follow follow Justin everywhere at Batman Shanley and give him a hard time. He loves it. And uh I'm yeah, thank if you. you so if much. you absolutely just hated everything we've been talking about, then go direct all your hate towards Batman Shanley. Yeah, it's all his fault anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for letting me come on, man. I really appreciate being on and and, and doing this again. I, I love I love doing the yeah. podcast. Yeah, man. We we need to have you on more often. I know it's just hard for us to schedule these things because like Justin works his day job. You have like a night job, right? You work nights now. A weird club schedule job, and then I have a, I have kids during the day, so I yeah. And yeah, then so, so Tom's over here being super dad and working all, like all night long, and I'm I'm working weekends. So like the actual yeah. time when the three of us together are not busy is very rare. And there's a pandy going on. And there's a pandy going on. <laughs> yeah, but, that, that's I, that too. <laughs> but i'm so glad we got to get together and talk oh dude we were just talking about you what's up hopefully good things uh, how, yeah how was lunch of, yeah how was lunch hot dogs sausage potato salad you know they weren't kogels though 
They would, if I said that, they wouldn't know what that is. I have no idea. Look That's at a you, Michigan like thing. Uh, definitely. Yeah, we're actually just wrapping up. We thought you were. Uh, we thought you were enjoying lunch too much. We were telling everyone to direct their hate of this episode at Batman's Hanlian. <laughs> Justin was over there in the cafeteria, like recreating the the Barry Allen scene with him, the hot dogs. <laughs> The hot dog used to put hot dogs in his pocket. They did have hot dogs. Um, I literally said to someone who saw Snyder Cut, I was like, hey, is that a Zack Snyder hot dog? <laughs> uh, and it got really sexual between the two of us. As it should. Was that a Zack Snyder flex? That hot dog being phallic shaped? <laughs> Was he trying to? Was he, was he trying to say something? Considering he gave the Joker a reach around line, I am not. I wouldn't be surprised. That's true too. Yeah, I forgot about that. No one's been talking about that line. Yeah, the, the "I'll fucking kill you" line is the one that superseded it. But the reach around line was like, <laughs> I mean, even Batman was confirmed. Like I what? I loved that little that little side when he was like still happy brought him along. Like, what do you think? Like, <laughs> that was awesome. Like, like, is anybody happy they brought the Joker along? Come on. Like, what's interesting is they're relying on the Joker to help them save the world. But we were like talking about that, we were talking about all the the possibilities for the multiverses, and that Bruce and Flash were most likely trying to go back in time to change the outcomes of what had ha- what had happened. We were talking about the the conversation about Harley Quinn died, which obviously triggered Joker into a, a even more crazy, which ended up in resulting in Lois's death, which resulted in Superman becoming evil Superman. Like I, the just everything that's set up there is it's too good to not be expanded on, Ugh. right? And so, like, if we if we saw last night, one point eight million people said restore the Snyderverse. Wow, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I didn't know that. You're not on Twitter anymore. That's true. My my handle just like floats in the Twitter sphere of like angry people and politics and (laughs) like toxicity. You just described all of Twitter. Yeah, you're welcome. Like Twitter's like that that floating hot dog. <laughs> Just needs to be put in someone's pocket. Let me get this straight. You're saying that what we need to do then is just take Twitter and go feed it to a dog. Because <laughs> I'm down yeah. for it. I'm I feel, okay. I feel better for the dog, but I'm down for it. Um, did, did you guys give like your overall grades or what were, you know, like, no, we didn't give grades. Uh, I know you guys did last time. Has yours changed since last time, Kyle, since you've seen it again? No, I, I would still, I'd still say this is probably like my, maybe my third favorite DC movie. And I'd, I'd say it's like a, a solid, like, what are your first two? I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, I would say my, my two favorites are Wonder Woman. And Shazam. Okay, okay. I haven't seen Shazam yet either. I'm terrible. I literally have no spoilers on it either. So when I go into it, it'll be like so 
So shut up. So as you told the kids the other day, shut up. I did say that. I said exactly like that. I swear to you. And like I was thinking about it, I was like, I was just Clifford Cemento for a minute. I know, just poured out of your mouth. Hey, shut up. Oh, that's awesome. So, but I mean, for me, I guess my overall, I mean, I definitely put it, for me, it's my favorite DC movie that's been released. I think, and it's a solid, it's a solid A. It's not an A plus. It's not like, it's not like God's gift to earth, but it's definitely Zack Snyder's gift to earth. As far as right now, it's, it's, it's dearly beloved. Dearly beloved. (laughs) Yeah. It's Martian Manhunter knocking on your door saying, Hey, have you heard about our dearly beloved Zack Snyder? What did you, what did, what did, I, I don't know if you guys talked about, um, the Martha Manhunter scene. We did. We did. We we talked about how it was just kind of like it was unneeded fan service for the most part. Oh, you might know. Uh like Martian Manhunter doesn't have like telepathy. He doesn't see into the future or anything like that, does he? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because we were talking about how like it, if he did, it would almost make sense because then he would know that Lois is the key to everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, why is he talking to Lois about going back to work basically like what are we doing like it was just fan, is it was just fan service to see martian manhunter and um, I, i'm not mad about it no but we didn't need it no like it was it was it was a cool moment yeah. i definitely remember going because i saw you know you saw the red eyes and i thought it was just going to cut away um, you know like to the next scene but then all of a sudden it kind of like reveals it did switch yeah until martian manhunter and i said holy shit yeah yeah, that, like, was, that was that was such a cool moment. Oh, yeah. Here's here's the thing for me. Like I know most of the people watching this America are probably gonna you know be aware of who that is and the implications of it. But like if you're more of a casual viewer, like you're just like oh, it's so if, like oh my son told me to watch this movie, so I'm gonna watch it. You're gonna see that and be like, wait, so Superman's mom was an alien the whole time? It's not. It actually implied very clearly that it's not actually Martha Kent there. <laughs> I just want I just want there to be a scene where where Lois goes to Martha Kent and is like, hey Martha, thanks for coming by the other night. I never came by. What are you talking about? I was working that night. <laughs> really got me into work. Yeah. I was busy loading up that U-Haul full of useless shit. <laughs> I was getting evicted. What you talking about? <laughs> what you talk about, Lois? <laughs> oh, uh yeah like that's like it's a weird it's a weird like little it's almost like a mid-credit sequence right mm-hmm. what yeah. that is yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's so weird that it's so weird that it was martha kent like i said like i feel like that that scene would have worked better the the reveal would have that would have been better if there was just a knock at wing manor and you know martian manhunter is Swanwick, and then he reveals himself, and Alfred just like, "Well, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. I, that's, I not, def- that's how you do fan service that doesn't complicate things, <laughs> right? It, it, just, it causes it causes problems with the plot because you're just like, because mm-hmm. I can 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 you just me- imagine Lois being like, "Hey, you know, it's good seeing you the other night. I haven't seen you in a minute." What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, drugs? 
I really appreciate I like the la I like the like the pre end scene credit basically, like the very last scene. I like that Martian Manhunter appearance, especially the knowing we were getting our Justice League two at one point in time. Like that made that makes sense. There, there. Now you've united the seven. There's all seven of them. Okay, this makes sense now. But like I never thought of it from the viewpoint that Kyle just brought up. Like, yeah, to the to the casual viewer, it's probably confusing as shit. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, okay, Superman's mom's an I thought Superman was an alien. His mom's an alien too. What? Like, yeah, no, it's I I don't know. It was, it was it was fan service, and like I said, I'm not mad about it. It just it wasn't needed. Um what did you guys think about Lois being pregnant? Didn't really care. We didn't talk about yeah, it, but I didn't like, care. It it was they made it somewhat obvious, but like it doesn't actually affect anything in this movie. Like, right? That was definitely one of those. Like, we're just gonna put that in there, and it's gonna be a, a later scenario. <laughs> I, I, think I think it's Bruce's. What'd you say? I think it's Bruce's. <sighs> Lois was all sad, and she was like, "Oh, this sucks so bad." And Bruce was like, "I miss him too." I bet, and I bet she like, did. Oh. I bet she did. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think you got that. You said it sucked. It sucked so bad for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> so now that Superman's back, Superman's just got this thing. He's just like looking at Superman, like, dude, this guy's gonna find out I knocked up his old lady. <laughs> It reminds me of... That would have been a cool uh, end credit sequence. So I think this was a Family Guy skit or something, but I remember like an animated thing where it's like Superman shows up to pick up Lois for a date, and then he uses her x-ray vision to see she's pregnant. And he's like, I gotta go. (laughs) I think it was Family Guy that did that. I was like, that's that's what came to my mind when you said that. Oh, no. been, it would have been so much. The end credit sequence oh. would have been so much better if, it, if Superman shows up to you know Wayne to the you know the Wayne Lake house. He's like, bro, I wasn't oh. even dead for a month. <laughs> oh. oh god, we got we got you got some explaining to do. Superman shows up and X-ray visions Lois and sees that the babies, and then he's like, I gotta go race somebody. <laughs> <sighs> Or it could have it could have been. What if it was an Atlantean? Like he X-rayed visioned, and it was like an Atlantean. (laughs) It wasn't Bruce's. How awesome that would have been! It just freezes the entire ocean, so Aquaman's just stuck. (laughs) Oh my god, this is awesome. I've missed this. Me too. We were taught. We were just talking about that. We were just talking about how cool it was to all get together, and we never have the friggin' chance to because we're all on different shifts and time zones. So I mean, I'm only an hour behind. Only an hour behind. They don't need to know that. But I mean, I, overall, I'm so satisfied with this film. Uh, it, it, thank you so much to Zack Snyder, and let's not. Let's not, uh, I mean, I know everybody is, but it's still really, really important. The, uh, 
the awareness and the work that this film did for suicide awareness too. Like, thank you for mm-hmm. that too. Like just really the billboard when flash and Bruce take off, when Barry and Bruce take off like that, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. So like, mm-hmm. thanks for that. Thanks for the movie. Like it, this is all, it's awesome. It's, it's more than I could have ever asked for. Did you guys before we before we get off get off of here? Did any of you guys talk about the tension between uh, Diana and Bruce in the Batcave? No, no, I I didn't real. I I guess there was a little bit of it there, but I didn't really like. It just didn't really stand out to me. I didn't pick up on it like that either. Honestly, it didn't stand out. Huh? If if Diana is going to touch my hand. Tension. Tension. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess that seems pretty, pretty tension-y, isn't it? I forgot about that, honestly. Mm-hmm. I for, I did, I actually forgot about that. <clears throat> Do you guys remember when we did a trailer breakdown, that first one, you know, way back in, like, 2016, 2017, and I said this movie felt like Lord of the Rings, and now everyone says, hey, this is like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I said, hey, I yeah. said that before it was cool. <laughs> I, I was just comparing the uh, big flashback battle sequence to the Lord of the Rings, one yep. where mm-hmm. uh, everyone unites to fight Darkseid the first time. Darkseid's a little bitch. <laughs> kinda, kinda not. Didn't even fight the God of War. What a scrub! <laughs> Idiot. Now we were talking about how cool it was that the how the Green Lantern ring like really hesitated to go to his finger until he got hit with that arrow. It was just, it was interesting. And we were talking imagine about, if that would have got, went on his finger. That's what we oh, said, yeah. And then we were talking about how the Omega Beams were. What about the Omega Beams? Oh, we were just talking about how sweet they were in the movie. You know, it said, it, if you were to pause it, it said end. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. That's pretty neat. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Huh. I'll have to look that up. I'm sure there's a still of it. There's so many little details in this four hour. Yeah, there's way too many to count. Like I've seen video uh like uh there's a newspaper. I think there's a newspaper that flashes when Barry saves Iris and it says like uh London London uh whatever looking for a new architect or, or not architect uh archaeologist or so there's so many like little easter eggs to like the world that's going on mm-hmm. it's good stuff i'm glad we finally got to see it me too Here's so when are we gonna break down the suicide squad trailer that is what now when are we gonna break down the suicide squad trailer i don't know if i can handle that <laughs> No, that was interesting, man. I, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't think it, I think you nailed it. That, that trailer, I know we're getting off topic, but that trailer is a perfect little teaser. It's mm-hmm. exactly yeah. what it is. It's just, I didn't expect the, uh, I didn't expect the tone of this suicide squad to be as camp. I didn't expect them to double down on it. Like this. I'm okay trailer. with it. I'm, I'm okay fine with it that they did it. It's just not what I expected. So I was caught off guard by it, I think. I, th- I think it works. <laughs> uh, like, if, if this yeah. was another really serious movie, I don't know if I, I'd be able to handle it. I mean, yeah. it's James Gunn, like Guardians of the Galaxy. We kind of knew what we were going to, you yeah. know. Yep. You got, yep. <clears throat> so well, I still have to tune in next time for that trailer breakdown, eh? 
Yeah, hopefully yeah. we can get Tom on. Yeah, maybe we can uh, start making a uh, habit out of this if we can keep swinging it. Yeah, so for episode 172, make sure that you are following us on the social medias. You can follow Tom on Twitter at Batman Base. Uh, we can follow Kyle on Twitter at Looting Kyle. Then you can follow me on Twitter at Batman Chandlin, and you can follow our Twitter handle at Shanlin on Bat. Yeah. Boom.